This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to Warsaw Fan TV. The Joy and the Pain podcast as well is all live. So uh, thanks for those listening along. If you haven't checked that out yet, um, go and uh, grab yourself and subscribe to that. Um, I get a benefit even if you don't listen. That's good, isn't it? Um, right then. Um, Warsaw Mansfield. If we're going to talk Mansfield, we've got to talk to this guy here, Sam Birch. How you doing? I'm good, thank musings. you. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm spinning around as always with all kinds of uh, good and bad, really. Um, oh, hang on, hang on. I'm gonna have to leave that alone. What's that going on? Um, yeah, Warsaw. Um, as you can imagine, is uh, we're up and down, so inconsistent. A far cry from uh, Mansfield. You must be cock a hoop at the minute, aren't you? Doing well, aren't you? Yeah, I was. I was just thinking last night. Usually by this uh, time of the season, I'm tweeting things like injury crisis, uh, gone a few games without a win, preseason favourites, and we're lingering mid table. But th- there's just nothing to complain about. And as fans, we. You know, we sometimes like a like a little moan, but the, at the moment, it's just it's just unbelievable. It, it, it's just a pleasure to watch, really. We've got more to moan about, but uh, <laughs> but uh, talking Mansfield now, I'm um, I'm gonna be a bit provocative now. Uh, Stockport, Notts County, and Wrexham occupy the top three slots. Can you break into that top three, or are you going to be in the playoffs again and the lottery? Like you were last season, I think we're. I, I think we're in the top three teams uh, on current form. Um, I think we've got a game in hand, and if we win that, we're we're back into the top three. Uh, we've beaten Stockport, we've beaten County, we drew with Wrexham, and we we played them off the pitch. So I I, I don't see it, any of those being being better than us. Um, I think we're we're definitely a top three side the way we're playing at the moment for sure. Yeah, eighteen games undefeated. Yeah, all competitions as well. Still in the still in the Carabao Cup. Got that game coming up next week against Port Vale with a good chance to get to the quarter final. Port Vale, um, that'll be yeah, good to get your own back on them after the playoff uh, final last year. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We owe them one for sure. Uh, I mean, we didn't turn up that day, so hopefully we, you know, it's a bit better performance uh, next Tuesday or Wednesday. Can't remember which day it is now, but yeah, I'd say there's there's not a lot to complain about. The the only minor thing you'd say is perhaps one too many draws or a couple of too many draws within that unbeaten run, but that feels just that just feels spoiled, you know, saying something like that. So <laughs> you, I think you've just got to. You've got to roll with it and if we do when we obviously we're going to lose sooner or later hopefully not on saturday of course but um we'll get to that comes, <laughs> yeah i mean when it when it comes it's going to come and you just gotta say well fair play you've you got respond, to... i think then isn't it it's how you respond. yeah it's how you respond and you just you just want to make sure when you do lose one you, you know you don't lose the next one so uh, as i say there's really not a lot to complain about at the moment no, I think as far as draws are concerned, maybe too many draws. Warsaw last season drew absolute hatful. Yeah. Um, we weren't winning when we didn't draw. So that was, and then we've sort of got into the drawing mentality already now. We've uh, drawn the last two. Yeah, I watched the, I watched the highlights of your, your game last night. Um, shout of offside for their, their equaliser, maybe? Um, possibly, possibly. Yeah. The, um, the high, I saw the highlights, and I think they were very, uh, very proud crawly highlights. Right, <clears> not a fair. My, uh, <clears throat> my match day vlog will obviously be very proud Warsaw, as you would expect. Yeah. Um, but I do sort of try and balance things. But I think I haven't got the stats right in front of me now. But I think we had seven shots on target to their three or something like that. But um, on those highlights, it looks like Warsaw only had one shot. Yeah, uh, well, I saw, um, I think it was one where it came back off the, uh, oh, DJ was through and he um, hit straight. Yeah, DJ, DJ had a chance, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he only just come on at that point. He yeah. He on about five minutes. I mean, we, we don't really like to speak about uh, that DJ. He's very, uh, well, I'm sure, I'm sure, gonna, I'm sure we're going to get on to it, but... Uh, you're going to get fed up with it on Saturday because all you're here for 90 minutes is Danny Johnson is a red, he hates Mansfield. That's all you're going to get. Well, yeah, he's, coming. Just be ready for that. I mean, he's barely had a kick for you guys this season, has he? He's been on the bench the last few weeks. Um, He's hardly played at all, really. I think he's had some... At the start of the season, he was playing for about 60 minutes and they were taking him off. Um, Freddie Draper has been in very good form and uh, and keeping him out of the side. But Freddie, Super Freddie, who scored a hat-trick last week um, against Newport, um, he went off, um, I think it's a hamstring problem. So I think he probably won't be available on Saturday. But you know what that means, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's going to happen, isn't it? You, you know what's going to happen. You can see it coming. I I've, just already, that... I've already put a sneaky pound on Danny Johnson, anytime goal scorer at five to two. Yeah, well, generous odds, actually. I mean, hopefully we'll already be 4-0 up by the time he scores. But yeah, you can uh, you can see it coming. You can see the shoelace celebration um, coming <laughs> as well from a mile off. Um, but yeah, yeah the, uh, the, uh... yeah, probably probably a bit of both. Maybe he'll score two and, and do one of each. But... Yeah, do one of each, yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's very, very underwhelming for us. And I think... He's kind of that that sort of player where he, he does nothing apart from score, which sounds a daft thing to say, but you know. Why not you mean? 
yeah, he, he doesn't really contribute. And I, th- I think that's why sometimes he finds himself out of, out of favour with managers because, he, you know, he, he doesn't really, he's not a good presser. He looks a bit like he, he can't be bothered really sometimes. And his um, his link play, you know, is a bit hit and miss. So I think that's why he finds himself out the side. He's sort of, he's just there to stand around the six-yard box really. And, um, and put which is obviously yeah. a good skill, good skill to have. He's made a career out of it, but... I don't think he's ever. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I don't think he's ever been in a, a team that's been successful. Just thinking off the off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, so perhaps that that sort of shows that managers find that they you know they need to find another way of um, of playing without him in the team. Yeah, I think he, he came on against Forest Green in uh, the uh, JPT Trophy. Um, last 20 minutes, and he, he set up an excellent uh, goal for Hutch in that game. And um, some of his link-up play has improved, I think. I think he didn't get on with Clough, did he? I think there's rumours of a, a punch-up or something with Clough. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely something that happened there. Um, I don't know what it was, but I've heard rumours of him turning up late to training and that sort of thing, but you never know how true these sort of things are. But Clough sort of insisted there wasn't a problem, but kind of over insisted to the fact to the point where he thought something's definitely happened. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I don't think we've missed him. And he's obviously he did pretty well for you guys on loan initially. And perhaps that goal last night is the start of a, another run. So it's well, probably worth it. He, with the uh, with the chance he had just after he'd come on, he hit that first. It was an excellent cross from uh, Ross Tierney. Um, and he, he connected with it well. And their keeper had made some excellent saves, to be honest. Great big, huge guy. And uh, he, he did well there to save that one. But uh, Danny Johnson, getting back into the team and then scoring just before we play Mansfield, it's sort of, it is sort of written. It is written. Um, yeah. But uh, you guys don't concede many, do you? I think uh, in 14 games, you've conceded 11 and we've conceded 26. So we can see where the problems lie. Yeah, and I mean, it's... where your success has come from. Um, you've scored pretty much, well, just a couple of goals more than us. But it's, yeah, defensively where we're struggling. Um, just before we get on to the detail of that, Nigel Clough um, is had a, a one year extension to his contract. So that's like last chance saloon for him, isn't it? Yeah, I think, and I think that was, I think that was probably the idea behind it. The, as you say, he's he's had, um, I think this is third full season now, um, managing Stags, and he had half a season before that, um, and he's never quite shown the ability to um, create a team that pushes for the automatics. It's always yeah. been, you know, in and around um, the playoffs, just outside the playoffs, and I don't think wherever he's been, he's sort of. He's had a team in the football league that have challenged at the at the very top of the division. Yeah. Uh, he got promoted with Burton, but he took over halfway through the season. I think uh, when Hasselbank left, it, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, so he didn't actually create that team, but obviously he did a good job to to keep them going. So that that's always been the question mark. Um, but I think. It's sort of a weird situation whereby for, for two seasons, fans have been crying out for proper defenders in playing yeah. in defence. Uh, and now we've got them. And you sort of think, well, 
if we'd have done that a bit earlier, would it have changed things? But yeah, we're, we're the addition of Aidan Flint, that's just been a, a huge signing for us. He yeah. shouldn't be playing in League Two. He's way too good for League Two and he's he's marshaled the defence. He's become the captain. Um, and he, uh, yeah, he's just been a fantastic signing. He's the one, he's the one to deal with DJ then, isn't he? Yeah, I, 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 well, I don't think you'll. I don't think DJ will be giving him any issues in the air. Um, but oh, yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> it's a bit of yeah, Freddie Draper. It could be that Freddie Draper is okay, but the way he went off looked like he's still going to be off for a few weeks. To be honest, but yeah. I haven't heard anything on that. If if Freddie Draper's playing, that would be uh, an interesting challenge for you because he's a, he's a, a good live wire. He's good in the air. Very strong. Very quick feet, um, a good physical presence for somebody so young, isn't he? Nineteen. Yeah, um, scored a hat trick last week. I've heard, I've heard promising things about him. Is is he a permanent signing for you guys, or is he on loan? He's on loan from Lincoln. Lincoln, yeah. I, I went to um, Sheffield Wednesday v Lincoln last season, I think it was, or it might have been the season before, and he was um, he's on a young lad then. I don't know if can't remember if he started, but you could. Um, he got that physical presence about him. For a young lad, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't knocked off the ball or anything like that. And you can see, no. um, you could see there was a player there. I understand he had a good loan spell over in Ireland. Was it last yeah, season? Yeah, Drawder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, scored eight goals, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. He looks an impressive <laughs> player. So um, hopefully, from our point of view, he yeah he is injured for the weekend. The, I think we could be facing a similar challenge. Um, because uh, Lincoln sacked the manager, so um, the chances of him getting pulled back in January, bear in mind the form is on. Um, we could be in the same situation again. We're just starting to fly, just starting to do well, and then uh, our main goal striker gets pulled away from us because that was quite a yeah. that was quite an uncomfortable one. The situation with DJ and yourselves, um. Your uh, your chairman played a right pearler, I think, with that. Yeah, I mean, I think we, as as speaking on from my point of view, I'd have rather taken whatever the money was and got rid of him because I don't think it did him any good hanging around. He didn't make much of an impact for the the remainder of the season with yeah. ourselves, and obviously didn't have a great effect on on your guys' season either. So, well, yeah, think... it sort of it finished us off. I think from our point of view, we saw it as Mansfield trying to make sure that Warsaw weren't going to be in their way, making the yeah. playoff. I think and there was yeah. an element of that. Yeah, I think there was an element of that. I think Clough would have been happy for him to go. Um, but like you say, the chairman um, had other ideas. Um, so, yeah, yeah and, um, the it rumor, wasn't a bad situation. The, the rumour, allegedly and all that, is um, Warsaw had agreed a fee um, at the start of the season, seventy-five thousand for DJ, and um, it was very close to going through. And then the chairman said, "Now we'll have a six-month loan." And then in January, Warsaw went and said, "Come on, we'll make this permanent." Here's the seventy-five, and uh, he said, "No, I want two hundred twenty-five thousand for him." Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I think that that tactics would probably have more effect if he wasn't out of contract in the summer. Which <laughs> yeah. Other- yeah, I mean, if, if he if he still had a year left on his contract and he'd had an impressive start to the season, you can sort of see the logic behind that. But no one's going to pay two hundred grand in League Two for a striker who's who's available on a free in the summer. So well, that's it. Yeah, it was never going to work. It was no, just his way of 
it was his way of uh, just saying no, I guess. I think uh, I think was it Gillingham or Colchester um, had a bit accepted, I think, and uh, DJ said he didn't want to go. Yeah, I think it was Colchester. Um, that's that's what I heard. Um, but yeah, he didn't didn't want to go and play down the the bottom of the table. I don't think, and probably wasn't keen on going going back down south either. No. I think for, for DJ's, uh, he's obviously enjoyed his time at Warsaw. Um, well, last season he did anyway. <laughs> um, so he wanted to carry on. This season, things have been a little bit tougher for him. Um, there were some rumours about the, the training thing. He wasn't quite uh, up there on training stats. But uh, I've had some information through in the last couple of days. And uh, there's no issue with him, um, with uh, the manager, Matt Sadler. Um, it's just Freddie Draper has been so superb on the stats in training and everything. So he's been getting the nod. But I mean, from from your point of view, as a, if, if you're in a manager's position, when you've got a natural goal scorer, experienced natural goal scorer, you're going to want to play him, aren't you? I can't understand why he's not played him. Yeah, I understand that. But I also understand that, like I was saying earlier, I don't think he offers much of the team outside of that. So if you're trying to play a certain style, maybe like a high pressing style, then you you know, you wouldn't he's, he's not that he's not gonna do that. He's not gonna perform how you want to. And from mm. what I've seen of Draper, he he does provide that. He will run around. He's, yeah, he's in marauding. Yeah, I yeah. think he's there. So but I think it all comes down to how a manager wants to play. I think that was a problem with ourselves, which Always, always struck me as odd because you know you must have watched him play. You must have known what sort of player he was before yeah, you started right. him. And then you've got Lucas Aikins, who starts every game for us up front. Completely different type of player, hold up player, chases everything, works hard for the team, plays left back, right back, wherever he wants, wherever Clough wants yeah. him to go. And you just think, well, if that was what you wanted from your striker, then. Perhaps DJ wasn't a, a good a wise signing in the first place. Well, we, we come to that really. The um, the Travella group, um, the new owners, um, they've got Matt Sadler as the uh, the head coach, effectively. So he's not actually buying the players. Yeah, so, I think that's um, the, I think that's the modern way, isn't it? The, yeah, the, the idea is that. When if a head coach leaves, then you know you don't have to you don't have to completely overhaul the squad every time. That's right. Um, yeah. So I can, I imagine, don't I can that... imagine from Truella's point of view, they knew that getting Danny Johnson and get uh, bums on seats and season tickets sold. Yeah, yeah, you can see the logic behind that, and you know he is that kind of kind of player. Even if he's not playing, like you say, you're bringing him up, bring him on for the last 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. He's gonna. He's probably going to have a chance in those 15, 20 minutes. But the thing is, he's um, not been bringing him on for last... He's not been doing that. He's been no. sitting on the bench. Yeah, and that's what kind of made me think, has there been some sort of issue? But like you say, if that's if that's not been the case, then there, there doesn't really seem much much logic behind that, does there? No, I don't understand it. <clears throat> you mentioned uh, Lucas, seven goals. Uh, he's uh, obviously doing well for you. Yeah, yeah, I mean... There was a, I think about two weeks ago, I, I, it was he hadn't scored for a while. And I was just looking at his his stats, and it was something like he hadn't. This was like mid October, and he hadn't tested the keeper with a shot 
for two months for nine games. And then since then, he's scored three goals in two games. And last night, he's the first player this season in the whole EFL to have double-figure shots. He had 11 shots last night on his own. Um, And 34 shots we had in total last night. So... Yeah, I mean, even I don't think as, as as strange as it sounds, he's not in the team to be the goal scorer. He's he's just an important part of the team. He can hold up the, the team, ball. Yeah, yeah, and um, he's he's one of the first names on the team sheet. Clough, if he's fit, Clough plays him. So yeah, yeah he he does his job well. He's he's can be frustrating at times. He's one of those players who, you know, sometimes his touch is bouncing everywhere and he's, he's not getting hold of the ball, but. Um, when he is on it, he's, he's, he's a very hard player for, for defenders to deal with. Yeah, we've got one of them. <laughs> Isaac Hutchinson. Isaac Hutchinson is, uh, sometimes looks like he's not up for the fight and then sometimes he's absolutely unplayable. Um, and he's another one that got a hat-trick against uh, Gillingham and um, looked absolute uh, top quality. But... Um, it's doing it every week. That's the difference, isn't it? It is. Um, one, one player for you that seems to do it every week is uh, Davis Kyler Dunn. Yeah, Kyler Dunn. He's a, he's absolutely quality player. I'd say he's our, our most dangerous player. Every time he gets the ball, you can see, you know, something something could happen. I think he had five shots on his own last night as well. Didn't manage to score, um, but had a hand in two or three of the goals, um, as he did at Notts County. Um, there's been rumours that. Um, League One sides and low championship sides are keeping their eye on him, so that's a yeah. bit of a worry. Um, but um, yeah, he's been he's been by far our best player. He's just one of those players who, you know, he can do nothing for you, you won't see him for twenty minutes, and then he'll pick the ball up, dribble past two players, and stick one in the in the top corner. So yeah, he's uh, he's been fantastic. So eight goals, four assists so far this season. So that's reasonable, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's. Um, I think he's one of the um, top players for goals and assists combined in, in, in the top 10, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's played a different role this season. Last season, he was more, we were playing more of a 4-3-3 and he was playing off the left or off the right. This season, he's played quite a lot in behind the front two. Um, okay. one of the cam, cam roll sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and that that's really suited him because he doesn't have to doesn't have to track back or anything like that, and that, that suits him down to the ground. Hmm. Harrogate were they that bad then? They were very, they were abysmal in the first half. Um, I, th- I think we had twenty three shots in the first half, and I think they had two or three. Um, and they gave us the third goal. But yeah, they they were so it was hard to believe because Harrogate have been our bogey team since they came into the football league, and we played them seven times and lost six, drew one. Um, so before last night, you sort of thinking, oh no, bogey side. This is where we <laughs> where the run ends, and then you know you absolutely battle them, play them off the pitch. I mean, they did have a spell. They, they were quite good in the second half, actually, to be fair. But they couldn't have been any worse. Um, the game was already over by then. But yeah, yeah they they played quite well in the second half. Um, but yeah, I'm not the the first half. They they were probably the worst side I've seen this season so far. Oh, that's good news for us. That we play them um, next after you, right? Okay. <laughs> the next team we've got at home, Harrogate. I am. Um, I think an impressive one for Mansfield was um, against Notts County because, of course, you went behind 
and then uh, came back and hammered them, didn't you? Yeah, one of the probably one of the best days I've had as a football fan, uh, smashing your local rivals in uh, on live on Sky Sports. It doesn't really get much better than that. And like you say, <laughs> with get, going behind so early, um, I think that just made it even sweeter that you know you come back and you played. I think we were well deserving of the win, even though you know two of the goals were from set pieces. I think we still you know created more chances than throughout the game. Uh, I think I think it was an extra sweet because I think the the media like to focus on Notts County a bit, you know, with the uh, Notts County and Wrexham, it's everything. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. They're the media darlings. Even last night, I was watching the. I couldn't go to the game last night. I watched it on iFollow, but I had uh, the uh, um, Gillette Soccer Special on in the background, and yeah. they had a, a camera there, and they kept going over there. Uh, and it's just, yeah, they're. they're they they play they play good football when they're allowed to. Um, you can't deny that. And I think Luke Williams is a, a good manager. He's done a, a really good job there. To be yeah. fair, so you you can sort of understand it. But it was sweet, you know, sort of little old Mansfield going to going to Notts County, and um, they they're not that much bigger than us really. They only get a big crowd when uh, when we turn up. So um, yeah, it was it was a nice day, a very good day out. The local derbies are always a bit of a fun one, aren't they? Yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And we, you know, I think we hadn't won there um, for quite a while, for eight years or so. Obviously, they've been out of the league for a while, so that was a, yeah. a part in it. But yeah, and it was just a it was just a brilliant day. The atmosphere was incredible. Nearly 4,000 Stags fans there filling up one of the stands. Oh, that's and nice. It, that's yeah, a big ground, I, I recall. I went to County Ground a long time ago. Yeah, Meadow Lane, 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 Lane is it? Meadow Lane, yeah, I think there's sixteen and a half thousand there. So really good crowd for League Two. Um, and I think all all the tickets were virtually sold out. So yeah, it was a it was a nice occasion, and it was nice to uh, to beat them in their own backyard. I bet it was. So uh, that's your winning run or your unbeaten run coming to an end on Saturday. <laughs> um, I think there's not many people that have put Warsaw down for an away win there, is there? No, I mean, I, I haven't obviously haven't seen much of you guys this season, seen highlights and things like that. But I think the the way to play against Mansfield is to frustrate them, sit sit behind the ball. I don't know if, if that's something you guys have done much this season. Um, we uh, and... we uh, concede a lot of possession. Yeah, uh, we're not particularly high on the possession stats. No, well, that's the funny thing. The last, I think, the last two games we've had the least is have been two or three times we've had the least possession in a game, 
Um, we've won four one in both of them, and in the other games at home, particularly at home against Wimbledon, Bradford, who else do we play? Wrexham. They all sat really deep, contained us, let us pass it about. We had like sixty five percent possession, and we just couldn't break them down. So, I'd, and against Harrogate and Notts, they sort of let you play a bit more. There was a lot of space, yeah. and I think that's if you if you allow us to do that then we'll take advantage of that. I think, as I say, if you can if you can sort of bank in and frustrate for as long as, as possible, yeah. fill them, don't allow too many spaces through the middle, then that's the way that's the way to play against us, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warsaw's biggest problem seems to be we seem to start every single game really poorly. Um I think in I haven't got the stats right in front of me, but I think in more than half of Warsaw's games, we've conceded a goal in the first 15 minutes. Right, OK. Yeah, I mean, that, that tends to be the problem with us. If we don't get that... I mean, we have gone behind a couple of times. Um, and we've come back, obviously, and, and got results. Um, the, the resilience there, I think last season, it was sort of when we didn't get the first goal, you just sort of thought it's not going to be our day. But this season, it, it seems to be a bit different. Um I was wondering how how Ryan Sturk's doing for you guys. Obviously, he was on on loan at us uh, last Ryan, season. Ryan Sturk's been good. He's uh, been a um, regular starter uh, in the CDM role. I think he's took a bit of a blip, really. I think he's sort of gone off it a bit the last few weeks. But um, generally, generally, he's done okay. Um, I'm just going to have to put this comment on the screen we've got from uh, one of our regulars, Mr. Mr. Crayon Eater. Will be a cricket score Saturday with our defence. Which um so thanks he's, for that. Yeah, he's one of the optimistic Warsaw fans, is he? Yeah, yeah, that's he's one the thing is when you when you support Warsaw, you need to have a sense of humour. But I don't yeah. think there's any joke in there. I think he's being serious. Um we started the season with the intention of playing three five two. Um and in that 3-5-2, you'd have Priestley Farquharson, who we uh, renamed the Priest, um, <laughs> that we got from Newport. And he's not really played. Um, he, he got injured early season, uh, came back for a couple of games, and then he's off injured again. So he's not been available. Um, Donovan Daniels is our mainstay in the centre of the back three. And um, he's been good. He's been very good. And on the left side was Chris Hussey, who, of course, had done very well for Stockport. But the day after the transfer window closed, he decided to retire. Yeah, I saw that. That was bizarre timing, wasn't it? Oh, it's just... Oh. I've got a bit of a bee in my bonnet over it, really, because he, he said he was retiring. But, I mean, he was retiring from professional football. He immediately signed for a non-league team. Um, for part-time stuff, um, and then he's got a job at the PFA, which sort right. of came out later and sort of makes things a little bit more understandable. But obviously, that didn't all happen in the space of a week. And Warsaw must have been aware of the possibility, and surely he's spoken to Warsaw, and uh, they'd have been aware that uh, there's a possibility of him leaving yeah i mean you'd like to think that he wouldn't have done it just on a whim and not not let anyone know i think i read something about 
I remember reading something about it. They'd been having conversations with the the manager about it in the in the week leading up to it, perhaps. So yeah, so uh, it, yeah. Is that completely uh, broadsided any chance we had of playing three five two? Um, the priest injured, and then Hussey disappears, which leaves us with um, Harry Williams, who we just signed from Alv Church, who were round about level seven, level eight. He's a player. He's a young player that we bought to develop over a couple of years, and he's gone straight into the starting lineup, pretty much, um, and been like a rabbit in the headlines. Headlines. He has improved. He has improved and started to settle and started to look quite good. But then he's got injured, so he's uh, he went off at half time on uh, on Saturday or on on last night. So he's out. Um, another centre half that we've got that was equally inexperienced is uh, Oshin McKenty, which our manager decided he should be a centre midfield player instead of a centre half. And um, he's converted him into that role. And in fairness, he has looked good in that position. We have sort of pulled him back into the back four um, occasionally when we've been short of players. But um, he's now injured. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a, sim a situation similar to we had a couple of years ago. And I specifically remember us playing away against you guys when... We had an injury crisis at the back. I think James Perch had, had Perch, fractured. I'll talk to one of your fans. Um, and he, he was saying Perch has gone like a head injury, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, he had a head injury. Completely um, derailed your season, really. Yeah, and uh, I think we ended up with Richard Narty and Elliot Hewitt playing centre-back. And we gave away two comical goals against you. And I remember that quite vividly because we... We then ended up at centre-half with Ollie Hawkins, who's obviously naturally a striker. And then yeah. we brought in John Joe O'Toole uh, on a free transfer, who's naturally a midfielder. And they became our, our centre-back partnership for the rest of the season. And actually, they were never brilliant, but they were good enough to for us to start getting results. And yeah. it sounds like you guys have been in a similar situation where you know, you've been forced into converting a few players into emergency emergency centre backs. Well, the the latest uh, the latest convert is uh, Taylor Allen. He started life as a striker and then uh, was put out to the wing, and then a wing back, and then left back, and um, then he was the left side of a centre of a, a three at the back, and then we've more recently we've switched to four at the back because we haven't got enough centre halves effectively. So he played left-sided centre half last night. So he's he'll be in goal next. <laughs> yeah, he's working his way back, isn't he? He, he is, I think. Or um, his next role is either in goal or in the in the supporters. I think that's how he's, uh, <laughs> he's moving. Ball boy. Yeah, ball boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and he's he's not great to be honest. Um, he's he's putting plenty of effort in, but I mean it's not his role really. Um. So defensively, we, we got um, a guy from Stoke, um, Dave Okagbu. And okay. um, he'd only played two games before he came to us. And he was a right-sided centre-half or right-back. And um, away to Salford, we started him as a left-sided centre-back. <laughs> uh, the left side of a back three. 
and he got absolutely ripped apart and um, took him off at half time. And uh, we we actually turned the game round by going four at the back and um, and beat Salford. It was an excellent away win on a very hot day, which was nice. Um, but Dave Akagbu, he's, uh, he's injured as well and he's gone back to Stoke. So, yeah, um, that's even more parallels with that our season then, because we had we had Will Forrester on loan from from Stoke, who arrived injured, um, took three months to get fit, played two games, and then got injured again. And we never yeah, saw him. Great yeah, yeah uh, I mean, he was a good player as well. He's at, I think he's at Port Vale now. Um, got promoted with them last season, and uh, yeah, he, he was a good player, but he just. He was just never fit for us, um, no. and like I say, that Priestley, he was a good. I had my eye on him for a potential centre back for us for in the summer, uh, but I think he had injury issues last season as well, didn't he? Yeah, the... I, was talking, I, was, I had a, a Newport guy on, and he, he he was saying he was excellent for them, but he, he did sort of miss quite a few games. Yeah, yeah, so, uh... that's the problem. I mean, any that's the fear for us because we've had so many injury crisis over the last couple of seasons and we've had injuries this season I mean at the moment we've got Alfie Kilgore out who was going to be our main centre-back this season we've got Elliot Hewitt who was our player of the season last year right back injured Stephen Quinn really good player Reese Oates who's probably our main goal scorer so those four players alone still out injured and yeah it's just you're just thinking when's the next player going to go down? But we've managed to to sort of keep that at bay this season. And even though those are four really good players, we we seem to have built a squad which can which can cope with that. Finally, do you think uh, do you think the chairman's put his uh, put his money down and give you a bigger squad this season to get yourself up? There's never been any doubt over over the Radfords. Um, Putting their money in the pocket, they've they've always done that in the time they've been here. They they can't be called upon that at all. They've always given the manager the resources to to do what they want, and you know you sort of feel privileged to say that as a fan because that's not that's not the norm at most clubs. You not know, in League Two, it's not. No, exactly, and you couldn't you couldn't blame him really after all these years. I think we're the longest serving League Two club, the longest the club that's been in the division the longest. Yeah. And every, like I say, every year we're one of the the favourites to, to go up and he keeps bankrolling it and keeps getting disappointed. And you, you wouldn't blame him if one day he says, right, that's you couldn't complain, I don't think, because he's put so much much money in there. But he's now he now seems to have got someone, a manager who he's obviously a manager who likes to have control of the whole club. Um he's yeah. got his brother the brother his brother's head of recruitment. Um he Nigel Clough, you know, you can say he's not, you know, like I said at the start of the podcast, he's not someone who's built teams who can become champions, but there's never been any doubt over him spending money frivolous, frivolously or anything like that. Yeah. He's always had a reputation as looking after the money as if it was a, wisely, as a yeah, yeah, at Burton and Sheffield United, Derby. He was he was known for building teams, you know, within a budget and you know, getting them to overachieve, especially with Burton. Obviously, if you think of what they did, staying yeah. up in the So you you can't call. And I think that's a, that's a good mixture that the money is there, but Clough isn't someone who'll, who'll blow it. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the, there was one other centre-half I haven't mentioned for Warsaw. He's uh, 
rolling uh, or rolling mayonnaise. Yeah. Um, he, he's had a funny time at Walsall. He came on loan initially um, and was excellent. He signed a contract with us. And the, mean, the moment he signed the contract with us, he just went to pot. He scored an own goal and, and, and then got sent off, I think, in the next two games after signing his new contract. Um, yeah. Ended up being shipped out to Hartlepool and then uh, broke his leg at Hartlepool. But that, they'd been really impressed with him. But then uh, he's on his way back now. Um, I spoke to him um, a week ago and he said he's ready to go. But um, he wasn't on the bench, so maybe uh, he's not as ready to go as he perhaps thought he was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously he was uh, a signing that Cochrane made for ourselves. I think he went on loan to to you from ourselves. So oh, he's from don't... Mansfield, was he? Yeah. Oh, he might yeah. make an appearance tomorrow then. Yeah, it, it, it might be. Uh, he might be on the score sheet as well with DJ. Um, but uh, yeah, he was uh, he was hit and miss with us so he, he would have one good game and then do something really daft he's a yeah. young player obviously and he's he's quite got a quite an impressive physique and you know he, he sort of looks the part but he's uh he seemed to be always a second away from from a disaster um yeah but um yeah I mean, very, very impressive but prone to a mistake that's yeah it. i think that i think that's fair yeah um but obviously with you for you guys that's a good sign to have you know, if he is back to back to some sort of level, at least he's a natural centre back. Um, you know, will give you some options back there. Well, if uh, if the ones I mentioned are not available, um, playing uh, Tyler Allen alongside um, Donovan Daniels is a real problem, I think. So uh, defensively, we've not been too good defensively, um, and up front our talisman. Uh, Freddie is likely to be missing as well. So that's obviously a Warsaw win, then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be surprised, would you? You wouldn't be surprised in football if 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 that happened. Uh, there have been some strange results, none stranger than Sutton beating us four nothing. Yeah, uh, in the I mean, first that, half, that was out of nowhere, wasn't it? Like you say, yeah, uh, that was mad. And then I mean, who the... would have said? Who would have said we'd beat Gillingham four one the game after? That's yeah, and just like you say, some of the results this season in League Two, there's been so many goals. Like, like you said with the goal difference earlier, but then you look at Wrexham, how many goals they've conceded? They must have conceded nearly thirty goals now, something like that. But well, Wrexham and County, and obviously you've contributed to counties. Yeah, um, County are conceding a lot of goals as well. Yeah, it's just but, uh, it's, they're very they're scoring a lot as well. <laughs> yeah, they just have the attacking threats that can get keep getting them out of trouble. So, yeah, it's a, it's a strange I think division. Walsall's, Walsall's only way of uh, getting points on Saturday is going to be if we try and score more than you, as in uh, just go all out attack. Which, yeah. uh, from what you said earlier, it's probably. Or get us a spanking, probably. Yeah, I think that could, might be dangerous. Yeah, I, mean, I think that would play into our hands. But you never know. Like you say, it, stranger things have happened, haven't they? That's right. And uh, what's your prediction then for the game? Um, I'll go for um, I'll go for two 0 Mansfield. Two 0 That's very conservative yeah. of you, Sam. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a guest, aren't I? So uh, <laughs> it just been a lot. When I put my newsletter out, it might increase by a few, but... Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I think I wouldn't be surprised um, if you banged us four, to be honest. 
But um, with my Warsaw, with my Warsaw heart on, um, I'm thinking uh, maybe one apiece. Yeah, and, uh, with that a goal from DJ. It's quite nice, really, this season. It seems really strange because I've been on a few different fans' podcasts and things like that and wrote for wrote for blogs and things like that. And it, it's always nice because you always expect the, them you to predict a win for your own side. But even... I normally, I normally would. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That People are saying, I'll be optimistic and predict a draw. And it's like, well, that just shows, you know, that you must think that we're, we're a decent side. So it's... Uh, Refreshing change for for, uh, yeah. for that. Um, I'll, I'll say for you guys. Obviously, the with what happened with Man with uh, Mansfield and DJ. Um, obviously, I think that caused a bit of animosity. I think. I mean, it's all sort of uh, sweeps under the carpet. Just get ready for the song. That that'll be like all the way through. <clears throat> all yeah. the way through the game. Danny Johnson is a red. He hates Mansfield. <laughs> Whether yeah. he's on the pitch or not, that'll be the chant. Well, it'll be the the space where the um, where the subs warm up is right in front of the the most vociferous section of the Mansfield fans. So uh, I oh, expect you'll get a, a warm welcome. Um, so, uh, uh, but yeah, well, it should it. be a good game. It's all it's all good fun, isn't it? Well, that's it. Well, me and my lad are coming, so uh, hopefully it'll be all right. Um, anywhere particularly you'd fancy for us to eat? Um. No, there's not really too much around the ground in terms of restaurants. There's a, don't know if you like an Italian, but there's a, a nice chain of uh, Bella Italia not too far from the. How Bella Italia? Oh, we might get. I think what we did last time, we stopped beforehand somewhere, had something to eat, and then came in. So we can get on that car park, can't we? On the right yes. hand side. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a nice fan zone. Um, that away fans are welcome into. Um, this is just behind the main stand. Um, there's a bar and burger van and that sort of thing. Um, and you're always uh, away fans are always welcome to uh, to pop in for a drink. So uh, yeah, if you're looking for somewhere to head before you you, you could do worse than uh, try there. We'll see if I can get the lad out of bed. We might get there. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise we'll be arriving like we normally do, quarter to three, and trying to find a space. Yeah, yeah, that's always fun, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have for for anybody who's not watched all of my shows. Um, Forest Green Rovers. Um, the year they went up, um, it is quite funny actually. I think they were twenty three games unbeaten, and we went to their place and beat them. But uh, my match day vlog for that, we'd gone down into the town. Have you been to Forest Green? I presume. I haven't. Yeah. No, no. Well, uh, we'd gone down into the town, and uh, we arrived early. And we ordered some soup. And this soup took about like 25 minutes for this soup to arrive. <laughs> so uh, then it, when it came, it was like boiling as it came. And uh, by the time we got this soup out of the way, it's like we better get up to the ground. Time was ticking on. Drove up to the ground, trying to get on their car park. And he said like, no, no, we only got room for about six cars or something. <laughs> we should have to park in the road. So then we were driving around the road trying to find a space. No spaces anywhere. And um, oh, I'll put it on the I'll put it on the end credits if I can do that. After I'll try and do that. Yeah, and, um, I had to climb over a fence. I had to climb over a fence, or rather, my lad threw me over a fence, and um, <laughs> we missed the kickoff. We missed the kickoff, but we got in. Um, one minute, got into our position, 
one minute before Walsall scored and uh, we won 1-0. So, uh, That's all sweet. Imagine one minute later you'd have been cursing, wouldn't you? Oh, oh, you should have heard the language coming out of me when we were trying... <clears throat> We'd got out of the car and it was like, it's only up here. So uh, we followed this road and uh, this uh, this path and then the path got muddier and muddier and then there's this fence and then we're going around the fence and we could see the stadium but it, like there was a high fence you couldn't really get over it and um my trainers were all getting covered in mud and that sort of stuff so like i was stressing at that heard could hear them kick off which is obviously gonna cheer anybody up <coughs> so then um we decided to clamber over the fence i couldn't get over so my lad um pretty much lifted me over the fence and then scrambled over himself and then we've got our tickets get to this get to the uh try to get in and he says now away fans is the other way so we had to walk all the way around the stadium all the way around the stadium after the game had started and um and then george miller scored that that was on about 15 minutes and we'd only just got in yeah well don't don't get caught with that one against us because there's a uh... Uh, a gate between the uh, the home stand and the away stand that's um, famously locked before each game and after each game to uh, to minimise um, fan encounters, shall we say? So um... uh, yeah, we will we will be there early. I'm not going <laughs> to get into that Forest Green Rovers thing again. But um, if uh, if uh, anybody watching hasn't seen that one, he was quite memorable. Um, the singing after the game was um was uh, pretty uh, memorable as well one of my highlights in all the time i've been sort of uh, doing the channel and that so that was good right then we've run out of time significantly so i apologize for that um but Walsh fan tv we relish the joy and the pain <sighs> hopefully we might have a break from the pain saturday but be more in hope than expectation i think and um, thanks for coming on sam yeah thanks for having me cheers uh, good luck for the season just not for tomorrow obviously <laughs> <laughs> all right then cheers sam nice bloke wishing you a blip on saturday but then a decent season that's from phil bray so that's a good one right then cheers thanks everybody cheers away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.